Hey, it's Chara with Recap Madness, and welcome to Season 1. Throughout this season, you'll hear us refer to the podcast as Listen Up Ashholes. That's because we were originally a podcast about the good place, but then we realized we love far too many TV shows to tie ourselves down to just one. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at It's Recap Madness, Instagram at It's Recap Madness, on our website, it's recapmadness.wordpress.com or on our Facebook page. And you can also reach out to us by email, recapmadness at gmail.com. We look forward to your questions, comments, and feedback, and we'll be back next season with our correct name. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Listen Up, Ashholes. I'm your host, Joel Monique. I'm joined, as always, by Shara and Mel. And we're super excited to be talking about episode... Is this 10, guys? I think it's 10. Um, it's early. Um, but it's one of my favorite episodes, and it's called Best Self. Um, I just want to jump right in. Uh, this episode is filled with a lot of emotions a big gold balloon and a bunch of gifts no one needs, but still are super sweet. Um, what did you guys think about this episode? I really liked this episode. I like them coming together as a group and as a family. I liked the dance party scene. That's probably my favorite in the episode. Um, they just had a lot of fun here. Yeah, I really like this episode as well. Um, probably my favorite thing is Jason's idea of what the bad place would be for him. <laughs> the Skrillex concert where the bass never drops. Like, that's perfect. Oh, man. That, uh, that would give me anxiety. The bass has to drop. That's the whole point. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I liked uh, Jason's idea of the best way to get to the good place and that it should have been a Transformer. <laughs> I like to think that he would want to use, like, I think he'd want to use Optimus Prime. I would want to use Bumblebee. But oh, I do think that would be full way to heaven. Jason has the best ideas and the worst ones at the same time. <laughs> Calling shotgun on the balloon, probably not the greatest idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about that balloon, which is kind of, I wish I had a giant golden balloon. Especially in LA, I could just skip all the traffic, just land in helicopter pads. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> um, but not if I had to be sure I was my best self every time I got on there. Because in the mornings, who's their best self, really? <laughs> I think I was I was really confused initially by the best self test to get on the balloon, specifically because. Chidi goes first, and he's so... How can you not get in and then get in two seconds later? Like, it's clearly about your perception of yourself and not about a true best self. Of course, this turns out to be kind of a foil by Michael. But what did you guys think of the idea of sending to heaven in a giant gold balloon and specifically about the um, best self test? a sweet way to go to heaven of course it'd be in a giant gold balloon felt very like um children's story and i like that about it and 
asked for your best stuff, it made sense. I'm like, he, he tricked me too because I thought, okay, this makes sense. You have to be your best self in order to get into heaven. You have to prove that all the training you went through actually worked. And of course, you know, for Chidi, he has to overthink things. So, <laughs> of course, it's not going to work for him. Typical Chidi. Yeah, I kind of thought it was a scam from the beginning. <laughs> you don't trust Michael. <laughs> just, I don't. I don't at all trust Michael. And then just from the last episode that look he gave when they were talking about going to the actual good place, I knew he couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone else kind of gets in. I love Tahani's confidence of like, it's Tahani. Of course I'm getting on. Um, but then it's interesting to me that Eleanor thinks her best self is the self that loved Chidi. It's clear she has feelings in this reboot that we're currently living in. Um, did you guys feel weird at all about the fact that, like, I don't know, I guess I had mixed feelings. At first I was like, well, girl, loving someone does not necessarily mean you're in your best self. But at the same time, she's had to fight so hard for love her whole life. Who could blame her for wanting to cling to that? What did you guys take out of Tahani, I'm sorry, uh, Eleanor's, you know, struggle to get into the balloon? I think it was less about loving Chidi and being more about um, emotionally available enough to get to that point that she could love somebody. Mm -hmm. And that was a big step for her, that she could actually get into that relationship and admit her feelings and mean them. Because that's not Eleanor, that's not the Eleanor we've known, that's not the Eleanor she knows. So she thinks it's her best self because she's gotten to that point where she can be that emotionally, you know, vulnerable. Yeah, I think I was taking it, like, initially I was, like, not wanting it to be, you know, I don't want her best self to be attached to Chidi. I want it to be about Eleanor, but Mel's point is really good in that if it's about her making herself emotionally available enough to experience love, then that makes it about Eleanor and not about him. I'm okay with that. Totally. <laughs> I think we get a lot from Eleanor this episode growth wise. Like we've been seeing her, you know, open up over the past couple of episodes and really take a step as kind of the leader is a strong word, but she's keeping everybody safe and really thinking on her toes. And then this week we get like these really cute moments with her and Jason. Um, my favorite was when they like high fived over the fact that the neighborhood, the best neighborhoods are probably uh, 69 or 420. <laughs> like <laughs> maturity and sweetness and having fun. Um, um, like it, it's weird to be proud of a television character, but I'm like proud of Eleanor. Like I, how far she's come and, and where she's at now. Yeah, she's grown. She's taken responsibility <laughs> for the group, and that's like that's a lot for her she actually cares like she cares about every person there and demon I guess and whatever Janet is totally Janet speaking of not a robot and not a girl um, but yes a straight up hottie and as we watch Michael trying to manage his human feelings it's also cool to see her kind of moving, I don't know, I want to say over Jason, but at least dealing with the love triangle situation she's in. 
I mean, it's still a weird situation, but I'm glad that she's at least processing her feelings and not trying to bury them or subvert them by building another man. She's dealing with <laughs> She's sitting in her feelings. True, which a lot of times is, of course, the only thing that you can do. Uh, let's get into some feelings. Michael is experiencing them. And they are real and tangible when he admits that he does not know how to get them to heaven. Um, But, which was like a significant moment, but for me, Michael being able to tell um, Eleanor about her and Chidi being in love. I cried, guys, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It was (laughs) was really beautiful. Like the tissue anticipating his needs. And going on, like, a moonlit walk. Oh. Her pet lizard. <laughs> I kind of want to see that episode just for the pet lizard. Same. Like, how did she get one, and why? <laughs> like, why was Michael like, you know what? In this one, I'm going to give her a pet lizard, and maybe that will help her act out. I just have so many questions. Such an odd choice. <laughs> Such an odd choice. <laughs> How do you guys feel about, like, so we see, we've seen Eleanor taking these ship down, but now we're also seeing, like, I had never expected Michael to keep such a detailed recollection of each reboot. You know what I mean? It seems, especially before he starts experimenting with, like, human feelings and emotions, you know, why well, remember each one it just it seems to me like maybe this is something michael's been going through for a while just like remembering all the different reboots i just mean like okay if i'm working on something that i've had to restart 8500 times like I, i might remember like you know version one and version 50 where i thought i got really close but to remember the details specifically of each one to the point where that I could recount them in like a very beautiful loving way would have to have meant I spent like just paying so much attention to detail and then wanted to keep that memory like you know what I mean like it just seems like a lot of effort for Michael to have gone through this was his dream this was his dream place so it makes sense that he paid you know a lot of attention to what was happening in it trying to figure out he probably spent a lot of time analyzing each reboot to see where he went wrong, like what he could have done better. Yeah. And I think that capacity for us is thinking of it from our end. That's the limitations of humanity. We just don't have the capacity to remember every single detail of everything. But I don't know how much memory capacity a demon has. <laughs> that's a really good point. Um Michael does have moves, though. We talked about the dance party a little bit. Who do you guys think has the best moves? Um, probably Jason, because that was his job. <laughs> <laughs> but there was that one point where JC and Cheedy were getting down, and I was like, look at this. Look at Cheedy. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to go with Janet. That move, moonwalk was pretty smooth. <laughs> totally. Oh, the moonwalk that only a robot can do. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. Um, I feel like 
what have we missed? Is it like this movie? Sorry, this episode was so much about um, just the inner workings of like their relationships and how they want to. I don't know. Like, no one really has a lot of goals this week. It's mostly just about reconnecting. Yeah. Understanding where they are as people. Do you guys have, like, is there a favorite ship, maybe? Because I feel like we're now getting into this. I know that we're nowhere near the end of the series, but because of the way The Good Place is structured, at the end of each season, I feel like we're going to feel like we're reaching an end conclusion. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you guys have a favorite ship? Well, it still is Eleanor Tahani. But there was a scene where um, Eleanor and Chidi were dancing. And she puts her head on his shoulder. And he kind of just, like, holds her hand so tenderly. And I'm like, this is really, really sweet. Like, I'm dying from the sugary sweetness of it. And I'm like, I can see it. I can see Eleanor and Chidi. I can see it. I love that. I'm going to stick with Eleanor Tahani. <laughs> Still end game for you. Yeah, that's it. Oh, man. To be Tahani and everyone just be in love with you and be like, yeah, no, I'm okay with this. <laughs> what about favorite moments from the episode or, or most touching? Touching was also, like, giving Michael the human box. Definitely. Yeah. The band-aids are fragile bodies. (laughs) (laughs) The car keys, so I can say, where are my car keys? (laughs) 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 Because they could have, like, once they found out he was lying to them, they could have just all stormed back to their places and not spoken to each other, but they decided to come together as a group and celebrate, like, just the ending of everything for them. Mm-hmm. And to, like, go out in style, and I love that. It's, uh, it was, like, a little bit emotionally devastating, particularly when um, Eleanor and Chidi go back to their house and they're looking at the blackboard and the creepy clown paintings and kind of reminiscing. Um, the show is so comedic that sometimes you forget like what kind of emotional toll this must be taking on individuals like not only am I dead not only was I found unfit for heaven but also I'm falling in love still and having all of these basic human interactions while trying to figure out like what's the rest of eternity gonna look like for me mm-hmm. that is hefty stuff to be dealing with and I, what I love about the show is that amidst the comedy, they're able to really bring that home in a way that is meaningful and poignant. I, I really love that goodbye scene. Yeah. I think the most touching moment for me, though, is probably Tahani declaring Eleanor like the leader of their group and like no one argues with it at all because like, they know. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> all run to her for advice so you better put some respect on her name <laughs> and they do and it's really lovely um to honey calling her a scrappy little auto mechanic 
<laughs> she could totally see Eleanor being like if she were just sent back to Earth and allowed to do like a redo, they'd be like, Okay, you need to do something with your hands. Like that could also be of help to a person. You cannot be trusted <laughs> otherwise. He just kind of I know, I just mentally placed her as gypsy on the Gilmore girls. <laughs> Oh my god, please let her be Gypsy's assistant. That would be amazing. <laughs> Two of them going back and forth would be hilarious. Oh my goodness. Props to special effects department to the pixelation of the town, which also broke my heart. I was like, are we ever coming back? What what happens now? We're just leaving? And I mean, they have to because Sean um, sends Michael a text and basically says, I'm going to be their soup. Uh haha jk i'm turning a human into soup but soon um so he's coming they gotta bounce um but the pixelation of the city was beautiful and both heartbreaking guys what what happens next well apparently they're going to the bad place (laughs) (laughs) because tahani had just had to speak to the manager oh tahani (laughs) I love it how they turned that into a joke, like it was a joke, and then she turned into a real thing. She's like, no, I want to speak to a manager. I want to speak to who's involved, who's in charge of everything. I'm just waiting for her to get the Kate plus eight haircut. Let's oh, bring no. it full circle. No. Wow. But also, yes, <laughs> if you've ever worked in customer <laughs> service, you know the haircut well. Um. I, man, mixed feelings on Hani calling a manager. Because right now your only advantage is your secrecy. So I was like, Tahani, what are we doing here? I know we can't go to the medium place, but, like, there's nothing wrong with this space. What if we just sat here quietly for a little bit and figured out our next move? Um, They're going to destroy it so they don't have that much time. That's also true. They have to go somewhere. Might as well go. This is. I feel like this is their only option. If they can't the go next to the epi- place, this is it. The next episode does say just somewhere else. And I am kind of excited to explore a whole bunch of different afterlife or virgins of hell. Or, like, it just seems like now the sky is the limit and there's anywhere they could go. And I've been envisioning, you know, we've talked a lot on here about, like, demon department heads and uh, the structural society for demons and things. I hope we get into that next. That's kind of, I guess, less of a prediction and more of just a wish that we get to explore a lot more. And then I I still wonder, like, so much of the show has been set in this one location, um, probably for a lot of reasons initially, because when you have a one location set, it's just a lot cheaper to film. You already know what you're doing. All of your gear can live there. Um, and a show like this was obviously very risky. Oh, yeah, season one, season two, it has gained so much momentum. A whole bunch of people are talking about it. We created this podcast because we love it so much. Um, I'm hoping this signifies like a budget boost for them. But also, I'm going to miss our, our little community town base. Uh, in, in memoriam of this space, what are you guys going to miss most? Is it Eleanor's crazy house? Is it Tahani's crazy, huge, awesome house? Uh, or is it the Froyo? Um, 
pro yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Jason. Like, oh, I'm gonna miss the pro yo. Oh, yeah, pro yo. And it was just a cute community. It was like very small, and everyone seemed to know each other, and everyone was nice. It's like the perfect conceivably, place yeah. <laughs> they seemed nice, at least. So it's um, the perfect place to live. Absolutely. I don't miss the town square. Um, I just think from a design perspective, it's kind of brilliant to have this like big sunken town square and then the whole city like popping up and rising around it. Uh, it worked well for a lot of really cool shots, but then also it was just a really great. It was like the, one of the first places we saw after Eleanor is escorted out. It is the place where most things got went, went down. I just really love that city square. I'll definitely miss it, but cheers to going on to somewhere else and hopefully something better and definitely something excited. I am so, so, so nervous about what happens next week. Well, essentially, my guess is that they all face some kind of judgment um, to what degree and what that means, what they'll be doing. I actually kind of have a really weird prediction that the demons are going to be so impressed with these humans for, like, escaping and trying all these different things and being able to elude them that maybe they kind of get hired to run their own bad place which i really like to see see the alps in autumn (laughs) (laughs) um is there anything else you guys want to talk about this episode it's it's a little less action-packed so i was having trouble coming up with like points of conversations. So let me know if we if we missed anything, if there's anything else we need to talk about. Yeah, I don't think we missed anything. No. no. <laughs> I guess then how would you guys rate this episode? I really like it. Like on a scale of one to five. Me like too. Five out of five Janets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd go with the same. Five out of five Janets. Cool. I'm going to give it five out of five to Michaels because I really appreciate his development and growth <laughs> as a person um, or into a person, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, I, I Either this is the greatest ploy ever and these people are going to be devastated or Michael has developed and is going to be able to help our guys get to some place that is safe. And either way, that journey is going to be so great to watch. Uh, I mean, he well, admitted he lied. That's a big step for him. I feel like he's on their side now, completely and totally. I still don't to trust him. No, you don't. <laughs> what does Michael have to do to make you trust him? Does he have to die, like take a bullet for somebody? He has to get them to the good place. That is. <laughs> Gotta see some results it all here. Feels like potential torture. Like it feels like just the way he set it up to be. Like, haha, I revealed it, and now you have an existential crisis. And when you do, now you're friends with me. So, can you even really be mad at me? Like, I just feel like there's too much potential for him to turn around and go, haha, got you again. This would be the most elaborate torture if he was faking it the entire time Hmm. and just lured them to the bad place. That would be, oh my God. What if Michael is evil? (laughs) But they can't have a box. No, he was so happy, and he danced with them, and it was so sweet. I don't want him to be evil. I agree. It's my Disney villain sensibilities. Like, I just don't (laughs) trust him. 
Because it's what I would do. Be evil. (laughs) (laughs) It's what I would do. (laughs) If I did a Disney movie, evil would definitely be the more interesting character for sure. And the fact that they cast Ted Danson, someone who's able to switch between super sweet and manically crazy just so fast, it it leaves questions about where he his character could go and what happens next for him, but. I, I, too, would like him to be good just because our crew's been through enough. But, man, what a twist. Oh, oh I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's good. They've been, they, Like you said, they've been through so much. It's time for things to go right for them. And he's mm-hmm. leading them into the bad place. They need to be able to trust him. Absolutely. Uh, well, guys, on that note, why don't we let everyone know where they can find you until we come back next week? Hi, I'm Mel. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Jane underscore Anon on Twitter. I'm Chara, and you can find me at Wild Dome Charm on Twitter. And I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, guys, give us those five stars. We love them. They're helpful. Leave us a comment. We will probably comment back. We're pretty passionate about the show and about you, our fans. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun recapping it. Give us your predictions or excitements for season three as we get close to the end of the season. Uh, I want to start thinking about next season and where are we going and what's going to happen. Um, and, yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.